0: This week's episode is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com S-T-H and using promo code S-T-H. Listen, I don't know much. Pretty bad at math. Don't really know anything about politics or current events. Don't know anything about women. No real education to speak of. I don't remember what I was talking about. All right. There's one thing that I know. And it's the importance of a good night's sleep. I live in a motel. Do I really need to go into detail about the issues I have with motel mattresses? One of the biggest things I miss from living in Atlanta is my Casper mattress. So much so that I actually went out and got another one for the motel just so I could get the sort of sleep that I crave. And just like before, they delivered it right to my door in a size box that makes you think There's no way a mattress fits in that. But inside is the most amazing mattress I've ever tried. Supportive memory foam for a sleep surface has got just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus, it's breathable, which is perfect to keep you cool while you sleep. Not always an issue during Minnesota winters, but come summer, I'm really looking forward to it and the fact that I don't have to rely on the 1970s air conditioner in the window. And the best part? it's risk-free. Not that stuff about you get to try it for a few weeks and if you don't like it, just pay for shipping. I mean no risk. You can try the mattress for a hundred days and if at any point you don't like it, Casper will pick it up and refund you everything. There is no risk. And yeah, risk is something I've become familiar with too. To get an amazing risk-free night's sleep and $50 off any mattress, just go to Casper.com slash S-T-H and use promo code S-T-H at checkout. That's C-A-S-P-E-R dot com slash S-T-H and promo code S-T-H at checkout.
1: Every town has its stories, its secrets. What possible harm could come from sharing them? This is
0: Small Town Horror. My name is Ryan Jennings. Small Town Horror is a bi weekly podcast documenting my return to Creighton, Minnesota, and my continuing search for answers. For more details, please listen to all previous episodes. Dad's house is still there. A for sale sign's planted in the front yard, but no one's buying. Everyone's heard what I found in his bedroom. I can only imagine what they've said about it. I can't quite see it from my motel room, but I know it's there. I can see it in my mind in any of a hundred memories I don't want anymore. Let it burn for all I care. There's another piece of land that's caused me more pain than that house ever did anyway. In a simpler world, I could open up my laptop, type in Northwoods Reclamation Inc. into the search bar and get a website to pop up. I imagine, given how messed up all this is, that it would just show a landing page. Maybe a message apologizing that the website's down for updating and a contact link you could send an email to, like some forgotten creepypasta story. Of course, in that world, that was all the website had ever been. Just a proof of existence. Something to make people think they were real. Something to make them show up on Google and add credence to it all. That's a world where the police don't think I'm a kidnapper or a murderer and could follow their own clues to find Sarah, to figure out what happened to us. All this time, and I have no idea what's going on with Ashbury. No one will tell me anything. And what's worse, I know where the answers are. Northwoods Reclamation, Inc. It's involved in this. And there's a person behind it somewhere. I just can't find them. There's only one person I can turn to for help. Good morning, Ryan. Thanks for meeting so late. (laughs) You mean early. It's the same thing to me. Thanks for helping out with that episode. Glad to help. Have you had any luck? Back. Before I went to Ashbury. When this lawyer first told me about the property Dad owned.
2: Wow, just need your Herbie Hancock right here. And here. And here. Wait, what's this? It's one of your father's properties. Where is this? He owns this plot of land here. Ryan, are you okay? Ryan?
0: This land that no one should have owned, it was my dad's. Technically it was passed on to me, but that's just in name. No one's letting me out there regardless of what claim I might have to the area. It was one of the first things I followed up with as soon as I started to do my own investigating, once I was well enough to dig into anything again. But like Dad's lawyer, and now my lawyer, I guess, said, the company doesn't exist. There's no record of them owning any other properties than that one.
2: No phone number, no follow-up. He called it... an anomaly. There's not much more I can tell you. It shouldn't have happened. But it did happen. Somehow Dad not only bought land at the Sinners Game Churches on, but land in Ashbury. I don't even know how much I can talk about this. Um, I've been contacted by some fairly influential people. Your dad's supposed ownership is is part of its own investigation. So someone actually is investigating Ashbury? Well, That's just in name, Ryan. Ashbury isn't really a place. I beg to differ. You know what I mean. Whatever might have been built out there wasn't part of a a village or township or anything else. It's the equivalent of you walking out into the middle of the woods and putting up a lean-to. No one can own it. It's government land. Could he have bought it from the government? I'm a little worried you're starting to head down the road to conspiracy. I think I'm pretty far beyond that. If it makes you feel better, I can tell you that at no particular point did your dad ever get involved with some sort of government conspiracy in which he purchased a small plot of land in a location otherwise controlled by said government. So he's not the only one who owns property out there. Sense the tone, Ryan. (sighs) Okay, for the sake of argument... Why would anyone else own property out there? That's not what I asked. I have no idea. Ryan, when you disappeared, I worked in total cooperation with the police. I gave them all the information I had on the area. You did? Of course I did. Why? Well, the
0: document was right on the laptop I got. The company name was right there.
2: I was told that the police followed up with all the documents on his computer how they not connect the two? I know it's frustrating, and I know you want something to be there, but, Ryan, in truth, there's a chance that there was no follow-up. And given the caseload that most officers have, they might have searched the laptop for search history, maybe scanned the documents, maybe done a basic internet search, but I can't imagine they were putting in full days, devoting man hours to tearing apart that laptop. That's really f-ing sad. It is what it is. But that's not really the loose end you want it to be. Anything can sound like a conspiracy if you really want it to. Yeah, I've noticed. I spend a lot of time on Reddit. As your lawyer, I'd advise against that. Great. That advice just cost me about 20 bucks. Is there anything you can tell me about the land? I'm sorry, there isn't. I can look into the surrounding land and see if there are any other discrepancies in ownership. Why didn't you do that in the first place? Besides not wanting to worry about the jurisdictional issues of an ongoing investigation, I have a job, Ryan. Other clients. You weren't even my client at the time. You were the son of my client. I cooperated with the request of the police in their search, and I was it. I don't chase rabbits down unmarked trails. Please start. If that's what you want. But it could take time. Can you afford me putting more time into this?
0: I'll talk to sponsors for the podcast, whatever it takes. Just do it. Of course, if you want to help the cause, you could use promo code STH at checkout at hellofresh.com, get 35 bucks off your
2: first delivery. Ryan, talking to you is always the weirdest part of my day. I
0: leave the office thinking about money. I've been pretty lucky to get sponsors for the show and having people support my motel shut-in lifestyle. But I think about Anna's brother. I can put myself in his place. I've been there. Things probably started to get weird for him when he was looking for a job. Being gone longer and longer until he finally disappeared. Working odd jobs under the table to make money. I keep thinking that whatever work he was looking for had something to do with his disappearance. The problem was, I have no idea how to do anything about that. I've gone through more than a few moments of unemployment. Traveling around, jumping from station to station, or dealing with a sale, whatever. Those first few days are fine. You stay busy signing up for unemployment, searching through listings, Updating your resume, calls to friends in the industry, all that stuff. The resumes on Tom's laptop showed he applied for everything from project manager to entry-level positions. But that all gets old fast as you wait for new stuff to get posted. The desperation of constant rejection. You try all the usual job sites, then you start to find more. Ones you've never heard of but they list companies that you recognize. According to Tom's internet history, at some point he tried Craigslist, but any of the links I click on no longer exist. It's surprisingly pretty easy to find those old postings if you're willing to risk the security of your laptop. There's software out there you can find pretty easily that can search through posts that used to exist. You can look for keyword terms, locations, whatever. All I have to search with is the name of a made-up company and a one-size-fits-all generic resume that didn't list what position Tom was applying for. He was desperate. I spend a week searching job listings for companies in the Northwoods that posted during the month leading up to Tom's disappearance. I check out their websites, listings on the Better Business Bureau. I even drive out to make sure they exist. What else was I going to do? And when I'm there... I show a picture of Tom to whoever's around and the slim chance that someone recognizes him. I'm not a good guy, but I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. After about a hundred hours of recordings, that consists of the sound of my car radio, podcasts, and people saying they've never seen Tom. I pull up at Garwin Renovations, about a half hour west of Black Duck. They have fairly regular postings on Craigslist for all kinds of skilled laborer positions. It's not something that fit Tom's work experience, but desperation makes us do strange things. As I walk in, there's a man standing behind the counter with a kind of beard that makes you think he's been able to grow it since middle school. The name on his shirt says Jordan.
3: Hi, can I help you?
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking for someone.
3: Uh, Need me to page someone?
0: No, I'm looking for someone who went missing. I think he might have applied for a job here back in April, May. Does this man look familiar?
3: Oh, jeez, he's missing again? You know him? Well, sure, I saw about his disappearing on the news. I thought he'd been found.
0: You remember a news report about a guy who disappeared a year ago?
3: Of course I would. I met the guy when he came in and filled out an application, like... I don't know, maybe two weeks before he went missing?
0: Do you remember what position he applied for? Jordan thinks about that for a while before going back into an office. It's a few minutes before he comes back out with a piece of paper in his hands.
3: Uh, Cops took the application he filled out.
0: You spoke to the cops?
3: Called in when I saw the news. News said his sister was looking for him. Can't imagine what it'd be like if one of my own brothers went missing.
0: What'd the cops do?
3: Well, nothing besides talk to me like I had something to do with him disappearing. Accusing me of paying him under the table because some other piece of s***, excuse the language, has been doing the same thing. I run a legitimate business. I pay my taxes. We don't cut corners. Unless that's what the client's paying for, of course.
0: He smacks me on the shoulder (laughs) and it takes a second to realize his contractor pun. He looks a little annoyed when I don't laugh. I just nod towards a piece of paper in his hand. Is that a copy of his application?
3: Nah, it's just a list of job postings we did around the time he was gone. If I remember right, the guy applied for a roofing position. Not sure why. He didn't have any experience doing it. The guy seems sort of desperate. What am I supposed to do? This ain't a charity.
0: You wouldn't happen to remember if he said anything about trying to find work at Northwoods Reclamation, Inc., would you?
3: Northwoods Reclamation? No name sounds familiar
0: from something. Why? It's a name I heard. I thought it might have been another place he applied. Oh, hold on. He disappears behind another door to what looks like the warehouse floor. I just stand there awkwardly looking through a photo album of housing renovations they've done in the past they leave out for prospective clients. I wonder if they do motels. Eventually, Jordan returns with another man with an axe on his shirt. A calloused hand reaches out, and when we shake hands, it feels like he could break bones.
3: Go ahead. Tell him what you told me.
0: Not much to
1: tell you. Not my story. Just uh, just something one of the guys mentioned about a year or so ago. Anything helps at this point. You say so. Anyhow, we had farmed out this plumbing job to a guy. uh, What was his name? Stank like I'll get out from that axe body spray. What the hell was his name? Anyhow, we hired this guy to do a simple job, just putting in a dishwasher. Had to get a cabinet first, no big deal, but our regular guy was out. Remember when Sal was out with that fissure thing?
3: (laughs) Never forget
1: that. Anyhow, we're on the job, and this guy, he talks, and he talks, and he talks, won't shut up. Talks like he's never been around people before, and he has some kind of quota-free words he needs to get out. Just talking about nothing. Talking about the chicks he's dated, jobs he's worked, money he's made. Pretty much just getting on everyone's nerves, right? But then he starts talking about this job he's up for with that company.
0: Northwoods Reclamation Inc.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I wouldn't remember, except one of the guys calls him on it that one time. No one ever heard of Northwoods Reclamation. And you know how it goes. Big Mouth's been getting on everyone's nerves, and now the boys are all over him, giving it to him with both barrels, calling him full of shit and all that. And you know that guy won't back down. Same as any liar. Gets called out, but digs in, defends himself, swearing it's true, saying he put his hand on the Bible and all that. Even after the job is done, comes back showing an email he'd sent to the place about the job.
0: Do you still have that email? Why would I? Do you remember anything else about it?
1: Nah, it just looks like an email you send to one of those Craigslist boards. No real email to
0: prove
3: anything. Guy could have been sending it anywhere.
0: Did he say anything else about the job?
3: Why do you care so much about this? You think it's got something to do with that missing guy? Missing guy? Hey, I, 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 I can't get in the middle of this. I'm on parole.
0: I'm not a cop. Still, I, I don't know. Please. I'm just trying to help his family find some closure.
1: And you ain't a cop?
0: You gotta tell me, you know.
3: No, he don't. What? Cops don't have to tell you they're cops. That's just in the movies. Well, then f*** this.
0: For fuck's sake, I'm not a fuck cop, I just want to know what the guy said about Northwood's reclamation.
1: Not much. Said that he applied for the job and they give him a call. Don't want him to come in or even ask for references, but all they're asking about is his family. Asking if he could be on the job for a week or more, saying that they do jobs out in the middle of bumfuck Egypt and they can't usually make calls so they don't want people's families getting all up in arms if they ain't home for dinner every never heard of anything like that before we work late plenty but never had a boss worried about me working late unless he didn't want me to pay the added time did he take the job ah said he got a weird vibe from it tried to contact them about a month later looking for work but didn't hear anything else from him that's what he was talking about on the job how they didn't know talent when they saw it and all that of course he just made it up anyway so what difference does it make
0: does he still do work for you
3: no i haven't seen him since that one job Oh, and when he brought in that email? Yeah, that was the last time.
0: Do you have his contact information?
3: Probably have his W-2 somewhere.
0: Do you think I could get in touch with him?
3: I ain't giving out personal information.
0: Then can you pass on that I'd like to speak with him?
3: I don't know. This is really weird.
0: I know. Please. If you could just pass on my information to him. I grab a business card off the counter and write my phone number on it. They just stand there staring at me, not quite sure what to make of the weird guy asking all the seemingly pointless questions. I'm sure they want answers, or at least some enlightenment to what it all means, but I don't have anything for them. I ask them to call if the plumber wants to talk, or if they think of anything else that might help. If he is willing to talk, I ask them to make sure he gets the business card. I go back to the motel and start to send out emails. Every single job I see listed on Craigslist with a location of anywhere in northern Minnesota. Problem is that Tom disappeared over eight months ago, and Craigslist removes the reply function to their posts after six months. So I can't contact any of the posts that were up around the time of his disappearance. I believe the term is hurry up and wait. Who is it?
2: Scarlett Johansson. Mm -hmm.
0: Crap. Liar.
2: I brought burgers.
0: Oh, that works too. What you working on? Um, nothing. Just editing some stuff. Boring.
2: I didn't realize podcasting was such a rock star lifestyle. Yeah. Unplug your headphones, let's see what you have. Don't touch.
0: I just wanted to thank everyone who's already supported the podcast and those who've continued to support the podcast while I was gone. I can't do this without you. To help me keep the motel lights on as I look for Sarah, please go to patreon.com smalltownhorror. All donors get early access to episodes and are eligible to bonus content and other rewards as my thanks to you for support. Please donate what you can to ensure that the podcast and my search can go on patreon.com slash smalltownhorror.